0: Hello my loves, this is Lior Alexandra, welcome to the Inner Worlds Podcast, a place where we explore the microcosm of ourselves, of one another, of the whole universe, a journey inward through thought, idea, and wonder. Hello my loves and welcome back to Inner Worlds. Today I get into the esoteric and the science of sleep and dreaming, which is a lot more significant and a lot more beneficial than you could possibly imagine. If you are intuitive, if you are an empath, if you are somebody who wants to just sleep better and be healthier overall, you've got to know the importance of your sleep and of your dreams I talk about my beliefs, about why we sleep, how I hack my sleep to sleep and dream like the gods. And I answer some of your crazy questions about what happens when we sleep, where we go, what we do, all that good stuff. Thank you for continuously tuning into Inner Worlds. It means the world to me. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I've been thinking about something today. It's 3 p.m. And I just woke up from my afternoon siesta, my little nap. And I had such vivid dreams. And they kind of set me straight over something that I've been thinking about lately. And I realized that that is what this podcast has to be about. Because, you know, sleep and dreaming... It's so so strange because every spiritual guru, every self-development teacher is always talking about sleep and everybody has their different thoughts about it, right? But it's almost like we tune them out because each one of us is already sleeping and we're always looking for the next thing that we're not doing that we could be doing in order to feel better and have a better life. And sleep is really one of those things that most of us are just not doing right. We're hardwired to do it naturally. It's not something we need to technically learn how to do. And yet we don't do it right. And we don't listen when people are telling us how important it is that we do do it right. And I'm no sleep expert, but I am somebody who's a very sleepy person. If you follow me on Twitter or anywhere, you know that fatigue is generally something that I've had to deal with my entire life. Yes, before I was vegan, all my blood work is great. I'm in amazing health, but I've just, I seem to need a lot more sleep. Um, And because of that, I am obsessed with the concept of sleep. I'm convinced that there is a reason why I sleep as much as I do, which I'm going to get into in this podcast. But I really wanted to talk about sleep because you know how a lot of people will consult a tarot reader or an astrologer, which I do both of those things once in a while, or um, they'll talk to a therapist, which is amazing. I do that too. and Or they'll talk to their friends or they'll go to their favorite YouTuber and they'll reach out to somebody on Twitter to try to get advice on a certain situation that they're going through. And they won't know what to do unless they get advice from that person, from that reader, that psychic, that friend. And we should always be consulting our communities and our friends. That's a beautiful thing to do. Um, It's an amazing resource. But I think that there's an untapped resource that I would love for everybody to just learn to use because it's free and it's completely available to you at your fingertips and it's yours. It's your higher self. It's your super conscious self, which is connected to you through the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is your resource for deep healing, even shallow healing, like literally if something hurt you during the day, your subconscious mind will work on that for you. It is your best advice giver. It knows everything. It's connected to the infinite source of this entire universe. So it has all the information you possibly need. It can do so much for us and we just don't seem to utilize it. So I am consciously trying to do this. And if you keep a dream journal already, then that's what you're doing. Also, you're consulting the oracle and the oracle is yourself, your higher self, that part of you that is connected to infinite intelligence, to source, So when I need advice, when I need to work through something, I often really turn to sleep because dreaming and sleep seems to really, first of all, it's almost as if you take a nap and you wake up and everything's fine. (laughs) I, I don't know if that's a thing that just happens to me, but that does happen all the time to me and people that I know as well. It's like, it's almost as if you're getting out of the way and allowing your higher conscious self to step up and figure it out for you, do the work for you. And I'm not saying to neglect your priorities and responsibilities and go take a nap. I'm just saying that sometimes when we take a little bit of time away from our problems, they tend to work themselves out because we're not hyper-focused on the issue and we're allowing for our super-conscious self to shift the attention and the focus to the solution. So for me, the number one place that I get advice from and the number one when I have an issue I go to sleep. I make sure that I have this incredible super sleep, which I'm going to tell you about how I do that in this podcast. I keep a dream journal and it's made my dream recollection increasingly better and improved over time. So through my dreams, I'm able to do several things that have made me realize that sleep is really probably the most important thing we need to focus on in regards to our health. Through sleep, I'm able to process the insane amount of information that I collect on a daily basis that we all do, right? Especially with smartphones and social media, we're constantly stimulated. Through sleep, we're able to regulate our emotions and work through things that are on our, are on on our mind and on our heart in a powerful way without really needing to actively do anything you know, I think that the thing that's made me most excited about getting serious about my sleep has actually been the intense upgrades of psychic energy. I have people all the time asking what they could be doing to improve their intuition, to open their third eye. There's a whole world in our dreams, you guys. There's a whole other world. And I do have this theory that psychics are more sleepy because we get these upgrades when we sleep. I think that we all receive messages, symbolisms and synchronicities sent to us from our higher selves through the subconscious mind while we sleep. And this could be as small as like the other day I had a workout at 9.30am and I usually set my alarm. I have an alarm for 7.30am every day these days But I wanted to get up a little bit earlier to do some more things, to have more time to meditate and stuff before the morning. And so I set my alarm right before I went to bed for an earlier time. In the early morning, I had a dream that I ended up getting to my workout late. And it kind of woke me up and it made me check my alarm. I woke up at like 6 a.m. and I checked my alarm and it turns out that I had actually forgotten to set an alarm. So we have this super conscious self, this, this thing that comes to us from the subconscious mind that knows everything. And it almost looks out for us, especially when we start to work with it, especially when we tap into its intuitive abilities. And that's something pretty small, but also pretty, pretty cool, right? That my subconscious, super conscious self knew that I needed to wake up and that I had forgotten to set the alarm clock right. And so it sent me a message through my dream. We all get messages big and small through our dreams in this way. And if you want to become someone who can pick up on patterns in your life, who can heal on a daily basis without having to do anything or spend anything, if you want to be more active and engaged in your waking life, becoming more intimate with your dreams and prioritizing your sleep can really help that. Please don't discount it just because you already sleep. There are ways to really become intimate with your sleep, to really sleep in a whole new way. So as I was saying, I am somebody who needs a lot of sleep. Um, When I don't get a full seven to eight hours, usually eight hours, I do immediately feel my immune system struggling. I don't really feel like myself when I haven't slept a full amount of time. And I actually um, exhibit a biphasic Sleep pattern, which means that I need to sleep um, seven to eight hours a night and then also have an afternoon nap. So I usually will sleep an hour, even an hour and a half in the afternoon. I know that modern society isn't really set up to allow for that. But if you tend to get more tired during the afternoon, especially around one o'clock, you might be one of those people who genetically does need. Um, A second round of sleep during the day. This is very common. Uh, This is where the siesta, the concept of siesta comes from. Certain people, and I believe it is a genetic disposition for this, we just need that second cycle of sleep. Then the rest of the world, a lot of people are monophasic. I believe that's how you say monophasic sleepers which means that they get their sleep in one stretch during the night however many hours they sleep and they don't sleep during the day Um, that's not necessarily the most common thing most people do need a biphasic sleep pattern where they get that extra nap in the daytime but our society is just not set up to give us that which is unfortunate but If you've been feeling that way and if you take, you know, drink caffeine during that time to get yourself through the workday, just know that you're not alone. That's a real thing. It's genetic predisposition for that. So it took me a while to really understand that and to become okay with it. And thankfully, I have been able to set up my life in a way where I can prioritize a nap during the day. And kind of just accept myself for the way that I am. Right. And like I was saying, I do believe, I have a hunch that there are certain psychics and intuitives. And I'd love to hear from you guys to hear if, if you, you know, feel that you are super psychic, super intuitive, and you do need more sleep than most people. I think that we're doing things in the astral realm. I think that um, maybe we're connecting to one another, learning or uh, developing our abilities, recharging our psychic power. I have a... F- feeling that it's a mixture of odd things that we're doing while we're asleep. I've learned a lot about life and about my path through my sleep. I've learned things that did not come to me naturally on my path in my waking life. It's very interesting. It's almost as if as if I have this team of teachers that exist in another dimension that I'm able to connect with during my sleep. And when I sleep deeply I'm more creative and this is backed up by science. We feel more creative when we're really well well rested. I'm healthier. I'm more connected to my psychic senses. It just makes sense to me to prioritize sleep above most other things. So I also think that empaths and especially highly sensitive people naturally need more sleep in order to process the constant bombardment of stimulation that we receive on a daily basis. I think that we get really exhausted tapping into the energy and emotional fields of everyone and everything around us all day long, coupled with taking in all that information from social media and from the online world and outside world. So learning how to sleep right and prioritizing our sleep, there's only benefits to that. You know, I've been reading why we sleep and it's something very something that I found very interesting is that science doesn't actually really know why we need to sleep and dream, why we dream because we spend a third of our lives sleeping. And if you, you know we're subscribers to the theory of evolution, we know that modern human is basically a creature that has evolved to be most fit for its environment. That's why we made it over all the other types of humans. So even though sleeping would, be a, it would put us at a disadvantage, you know, when we sleep, we can't socialize, we can't gather food, we can't reproduce, we can't take care of our families. Um, and we are... And on top of everything, we're at risk, at higher risk of um, being hunted by predators when we're asleep, right? I'm saying like early human. So generally, I would say that, and, and Matt, I think his name was Matt Walker. Yeah, Matthew Walker, scientist Matthew Walker agrees with this, says this, that sleep doesn't make any biological evolutionary sense. But there has to be a reason why we do it. And we can tell, science can tell that it's so good for us. Sleeping eight hours a night strengthens our immune system, regulates our hormones. It helps prevent unwanted weight gain. It puts us in a better mood. It improves our memory. The list goes on and on for all the benefits we get from sleeping a full night's sleep. So sleep is this whole big topic, but I want to talk a little bit about dreaming because what, I, what we want to do in order to enhance our intuition and to really work with this master guide and access this aspect of ourself, which is the subconscious mind, which is connected to universal infinite intelligence. Right. I don't want to be walking around this world without that advantage, without that connection to my higher self. And if you want that connection to your higher self, you're going to have to understand and start to learn the language of the subconscious mind. So with the subconscious mind, we know that things are not usually literal. Our subconscious mind usually shows us and teaches us things through stories, right? So a lot of things are going to be symbolic. There are certain symbols like water that are pretty universal. Water represents emotions. So... I love having dream books. I I have a bunch of dream books around it. And I like to see what all of them say. But I also like to kind of tap in with myself and think, well, what do I believe um, this means? What do I believe this is a symbolic of? But I often have water dreams where I'll be with a person next to me and there will be a huge tidal wave of water and I'll be drowned in it. Or I'll drive my car by a huge expanse of water or even get my car stuck in like a a a reserve of water kind of almost underground all those scenarios are indications of some sort of big deep emotion and if there's a person with you it has to do with that person possibly or what that person represents to you for example one dream book that I love was saying that Um, one friend of yours will represent something vastly different than another friend. So this one person had a dream about their friend coming to them and telling them something. And the author asked the dreamer, well, what, what, tell me something about this friend. And the first thing that the dreamer said is this person is the most religious person I know. And that means that that's very likely that the subconscious mind is trying to symbolize our connection with religion through this person. And if the person had been a chef or a cook or something like that, then perhaps the message would have something to do with weight or with eating better, something like that. So people are symbolic, things are symbolic. It's not, uh, taking things too literally in a dream is not advisable because we experience things in our dreams that are not, always going to be very literal right so what is what i found to be very powerful is not only to break down the dream uh symbol by symbol in the beginning that's a very effective way to go about it especially if you're just starting to remember your dreams if you're just remembering segments fragments of your dream right when you wake up it's great to interpret the symbolism of certain things that you remember like an animal or a person or a color or a feeling or an emotion over time what I found to be really powerful is to look for a major theme that can be tied with all the dreams that I can remember from the night because at this point I can basically remember several dreams in a night in a in a sleep cycle which is awesome it's so cool it brings me a lot of insight into what's happening on my mind and what my higher self wants to communicate with me so often what I, I've experienced this, experienced this, and I know that a lot of people have experienced this as well. The subconscious will work with raw emotion in our dream to send us a message. So you might feel intense anger or intense pain or loss or intense love. And that'll be always something that's necessary for you to feel in order to you, for you to heal something. It could be an emotion that you've been repressing suppressing for so long and your subconscious mind is like oh finally we're we're getting some deep sleep let's feel this emotion so that it stops eating away at this person let's feel it deeply have you ever woken up just feeling this like your heart almost hurts from i had a a dream recently about somebody i love being killed and i woke up with such mourning such deep pain that i felt like i had a heartache And that's something that I needed to feel for one reason or another. Everything is very intentional when it comes to subconscious mind language. I've noticed that there's kind of a pattern and I did read this somewhere. I'm not sure if this is in Why We Sleep or not. I haven't finished the book. I I might not have the exact breakdown correctly, but just think that it's something like this and knowing this breakdown as is, is going to be beneficial for you in order to work with your dreams and with your sleep. Generally, I think that in the first part of the night before we get into REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, um, we process things that happened recently or the things that are at the forefront of our mind. So if something happened that day, or if you thought about somebody before bed, they might show up in that. Part of your dream, that part of your sleep cycle, and you're just kind of processing what's at the uh, at the top of your mind, at the top of your conscious mind. And once you do that, if you sleep well enough for for long enough, um, then you can move on. During REM sleep, you can move on to start processing things from the past, to start processing childhood things or deeply ingrained trauma, deeper things that are still on the mind. That is a scientifically proven thing that we do when we're in deep sleep, we we do process those things. It's almost like our subconscious mind in, in that REM cycle is the psychotherapist that that is just locked and loaded in our mind for every night. The thing is that most people don't get consistently good, valuable, quality sleep. And so we can't always access that that psychotherapist. And a lot of us, because we're on our phones and we're still consuming a lot of things right before bed, we spend the majority of our sleep cycle because we're not sleeping long enough. We slept the major, we spent the majority of the sleep cycle processing current things, things that are just at the conscious basis of our mind, processing the thousand Instagram stories we watched or the thousand TikToks we watched that day. Because we take on so much. So in order to really get into that, get to that psychotherapist, that that built-in psychotherapist, we have to um, process less. We have to be taking in a little bit less stimulation, at least a little bit less stimulation. And we have to basically stop consuming more an hour or two hours before sleep. And I know how difficult that is in modern time. There's movies to be watched. There's Netflix. There's TikToks. There's videos. There's so much to consume. When will we have all the time, right? But we do have this healing modality built into us. You don't have to get sick and then go to a doctor. You don't have to get sick and then go to a healer or an acupuncturist or whatever before you start working through things because remember that everything begins on an energetic level and if you could just give yourself that hour or two hours at night and in the morning without processing without consuming without taking in highly stimulating things that usually come from your computer from your phone from technology You're going to be able to process things on a much deeper level when you do sleep. So do that just for yourself. I know it seems difficult, but it gets easier. And there's going to be nights where you don't do it. There's going to be stretches of time when you do do it. And you'll see the difference. You'll see that connection with yourself. And then after REM, what I've noticed, and this isn't, I actually did not get this from Why We Sleep or from any books that I was reading. This is just what I've picked up on and what some dream interpretators believe as well. There's actually a rabbi that talks a lot about sleeping and dreams, and he also subscribes to this notion, which is the dreams that we have kind of right before we wake up because we're switching um, brainwave states those dreams are the most intuitive dreams, the symbolic dreams, the messages from the subconscious mind about things that we're going through or even what's going to happen in the future. I talked about this before. I don't know if I talked this, about this in the podcast, but um, if you follow Aaron Dowdy, Doughty, Aaron Doughty is one of my friends. He is an ex-boyfriend. And when we were together, I had a dream and I basically saw two people in his life before either of of us had met these people, um, I saw them with him in a dream right before I woke up. And that was not literal because what I saw was a little bit off, but it was a symbolic representation of these two people. I saw them coming into his life and being very important to his life. So things like that happened to me a lot. I know things like that happen to you guys a lot because I asked you some questions. I asked you to send me questions on Twitter about sleep, which I'm going to try to get to some of them today. Um, But we can kind of see the future when we really connect with our subconscious mind. And I say kind of because I believe that there are infinite timelines infinite potentialities and we might be tapping into one potentiality but we might change something about our our life in that day by choosing to go left instead of going right and suddenly we're on a different timeline completely and that seeing the future is no longer really relevant it could be a little bit still um, reminiscent of what might happen but you know we're constantly changing our future You know, what's really interesting is the Aboriginal people of Australia, an indigenous culture that's well known for the importance that they place on dreaming and dream time. Their philosophy is actually known as the dreaming. And it's based on the connectedness of all things. They share their dream stories to pass down their ancestral Stories, their knowledge, culture, traditions, law, and they do this generation through generation. They really prioritize the dream time. I also read somewhere that um, there's an indigenous people. I'm not sure if it's the same aboriginals in Australia. That they sing to each other every morning and they share their dreams through their song. So the whole community gets together and sings about their dreams. And the way that they do, the reason why they do that is they believe that each one of them holds a puzzle piece to the greater picture. So they create this collective tapestry of their unique part of this bigger picture. And that they believe that they receive important information from their ancestors and for life on earth through their dreams and that each one of them contributes to this bigger story at play. So um, I think, you know, I ask my friends and my the people in my life, my family, who I speak with in the morning to always share their dreams with me, because even though we don't live together in community like Aboriginal people do, or Indigenous people do, we are in a sense, on an energetic sense, we are each other's soul family, and we are a community. And so, there's a very big um, possibility that our dreams would complement each other and all be a part of this greater picture. Now, would it be a lot more helpful if they slept better? Yes, it would be great. It'd be awesome if my mom slept a little bit more than three hours a night, but we can't control people sleeping. The only thing we can control is our own sleep. So I want to tell you guys what I do to get really good sleep at night. This is just what I do, okay? And I would try things out. I would look into it, do your own research. But for me, this has given me it's almost like every night that you go to sleep, you're almost going on a journey into your inner world and you're fixing things and and you're able to see your body and to do some energy work. And it's, it's just really been an incredible journey for me. And then I'm gonna answer some questions that I got on Twitter. So I don't necessarily do each one of these every night, but when I do happen to have a really consistent clean night routine, I truly sleep the best I've ever slept. So let's get into it. So I would limit liquids an hour or so before bed. Limit, you can still drink, but you just don't want to be getting up every couple of hours to use the restroom because that interrupts the sleep cycle. Um, When I'm very fanatic about this, what I will do is a couple hours before bed, I will turn off all lights and I will basically live by candlelight. I don't do this often, but... It is such an experience to consider that people used to literally live by candlelight when the sun went down. It's really crazy. Um, There's also some evidence that it's healthier for us to stop eating when the sun goes down and that going to bed on not a full stomach is very beneficial for sleep work, dream work as well. So... If you don't want to live by candlelight, just consider maybe living by low light when the sun is down. Just living by like Himalayan salt lamps or, um, you know, a a lamp mood lighting or something like that. I take magnesium powder. I like the Moon Juice Magnesium. I also take glycine. Um, It's an amino acid, I believe. And it will give you movie quality dreams. I just take a fourth of a teaspoon. I mix it in with my magnesium in some water. I drink that about an hour before bed. These give me incredible sleep. When I'm not able to sleep, I'll drink valerian root tea. I get the traditional medicines one at Whole Foods or Sprouts at a health food store. Valerian root tea is an incredible sleep enhancer. Now, when I have times really, when I really have trouble sleeping, which really for me isn't often, but I know that a lot of people do struggle with it. I highly recommend just using some high quality CBD drops um, right before bed. This will also give you pretty trippy dreams. Um, It might make you a little drowsy in the morning though. So consider that. I don't take melatonin, melatonin anymore. I used to take it, but I don't take it anymore because it almost puts me into too deep of a sleep, which is interesting because as I read Why we sleep, I read that it doesn't necessarily promote sleep, which is cool because that means that placebo effect really does take effect on us on a deep level. Um, A couple hours before bed, you could switch to no blue light or at least use some blue light blocking sunglasses or um, seeing glasses or whatever. I have ones, they were $20 from Amazon. And the reason you want to do that is because the blue light mimics the sunlight and it keeps our receptors and it throws off our um, circadian rhythm. So when I get in bed, the way that I set up my sleep when I'm in bed is I have no harsh lights on in the room, but I do, I've always kind of needed a nightlight. I don't like to be in pitch darkness. I I was in pitch darkness for several years and I've returned to using a Himalayan salt lamp on the floor in a corner of my room as kind of a nightlight. That warm light is very comforting to me. I always block out the moon's light when the, full moon, when the moon is full or when it's waning or waxing, when it's still a few days away from the full moon, that keeps me up and drives me absolutely crazy. So it's crucial for me to completely block out moonlight because it, it just something about it brings out my inner wild child and it makes me want to like get out of my skin. It makes me so anxious. So if you're highly sensitive like me, block out the moon's light. I do not recommend having a TV in the bedroom. Of course, some sleep experts will say if you fall asleep with a TV on, they'd rather you fall asleep with a TV on than not fall asleep at all. However, I think it's a a bad habit and it's one that can be broken with perhaps some white noise or calming music on. Because what it seems like is that a lot of people just need a little bit of noise to fall asleep to, and sometimes I I do too. But I'll put on I'll put on like like nature sounds with calm classical music or piano music or something like that. Of course, when I have really hard nights when I'm not feeling well or when I'm um, when I just really need to just sleep and not think, I will distract myself with some a Netflix show or something on my laptop. But it is better to fall asleep without anything plain. The quieter the better. If you want to get really crazy deep sleep, I recommend getting an eye cover, even getting some blackout curtains. I don't have blackout curtains, but sometimes I will use an eye cover to just get into that really deep, nourishing, restorative sleep. And then lastly, I keep my phone and all technology in another room. I just don't want it around me as I sleep. You're going. If you need to have it around you when you sleep, don't worry. I slept with it for years and I'm still just as psychic as ever. Um, but I like to keep my phone outside my room because then when I have to turn off my alarm clock, I have to walk across the house. I wake up to my alarm clock. Some people don't, but I wake up on the first alarm and I walk across my home to turn off the alarm. And by the time I'm there, I'm already half awake, right? So those are my tips for that. Now I want to answer some questions from Twitter. Let's see what we have here. Okay. So I got some, Awesome questions from you guys on Twitter. My girl, Sarah asked, um, how can we interpret our dreams better and the messages and meaning woven into them? Um, and should we work with dreams intentionally? And I think I answered that already through this podcast. If you feel like I didn't and you want more on that, more on a dream interpretation, <clears throat> more on sharing um, my dream stories and more on sh- on working with them intentionally, please let me know. I think that I kind of gave an introduction to that. Now, someone asked about seeing something in a dream and then it actually happening sometime later, but you remember that you had this dream only in the exact moment the thing happens. Now, this happens to me all the time. I'm sure it happens to a lot of you who are listening. I This is twofold. One, this is you tapping into your intuitive powers. Your subconscious mind is telling you something is going to happen. And two, it's also kind of like a slip in time-space continuum because when we sleep our consciousness is no longer really bound by time and space and so it is kind of tapping into everything and the truth is that everything that happens moment by moment has already happened because time isn't actually linear and so in our dreams we can enter these states of consciousness in which we're no longer bound by linear time. And what you're having in that moment is a remembrance of what happened as it's happening. You're remembering the moment as it's happening. It's convoluted and it's, it's trippy to think about and it could stir up a little bit of existentialism. Just think that everything has already happened. And you can intentionally and consciously use this by understanding that that's kind of what makes you a little bit psychic in a dream, right? Usually psychic messages will come more symbolically in dreams. This is more of an indication of a slip in the time space continuum and you kind of um, leaving your physical self And seeing everything connecting to infinite intelligence. So that's really beautiful. Prithika asked if all dreams are valuable. That's really a great question. It goes back to what I was explaining, the different types of dreaming that we have. So I do believe that all dreams are valuable. That's for sure. However, when we are in the lighter stages of our sleep in the beginning of the night, um, most of those dreams are just processing things that happen during the day. um, Or things that you thought about right before bed. So they're not necessarily uh, psychic dreams. They're not necessarily intuitive dreams. And they're not necessarily really doing deep work on your behalf to heal through something. You're just kind of processing what's at the forefront of your mind. Now, when you get into that deeper state of deeper dreaming, um, that REM sleep, you might not remember those dreams, but you're still dreaming. You just can't really remember them. And that's because your subconscious mind and your higher self work together. And they're like, this person, we're working through some trauma right now. They don't actually need to remember this. That's not necessary. We're not going to expose the conscious mind to this because there's no necessity for them, for us knowing that. So, our deeply therapeutic dreams, the dreams that we're, we're working out trauma, we're probably not really going to remember those. Sometimes we will, but often we won't because the subconscious mind kind of protects us. Okay. And then the ones that are closer to our waking time, I believe those are the most um, intentionally psychic and intuitive ones. And um, Prithika asked, how do we differentiate dreams that are meaningful from the random ones? Um, It's usually that symbolism. When we have that symbolism, it's kind of like a, a forewarning, like this is about to happen, or this is how you're feeling about this certain thing really, I would tap in to my emotions around the dream. If there are strong emotions around it, it's easy to say, I would say that it's an important one. If it kind of just escapes you and doesn't really do anything, it could be an intuitive psychic dream, but it could be just something that your subconscious mind needed to work out as well. I like this question from Marissa. Marissa, how to get rid of nightmares and negative dreams in general? I have this belief that I've built around working with people with dreams and talking to people about dreaming all the time. And my belief is that when you begin to really do deep dreaming, you're going to sometimes you're going to have nightmares and people will often somehow try to distract themselves before bed on an unconscious level by watching movies or thinking about other things or staying on their on their phone or, you know, trying not to get to those deep dreams Because you're getting nightmares. I think that when we're getting nightmares, there is literally something that we have to go through on the astral plane or on a subconscious level, something that we have to get through. So in order to get through nightmares, what I would do is I would use the advice that I gave about um, sleeping better. And I would improve my quality of sleep and I would say, okay, if I have nightmares for the next few nights, it's just things that my mind, that my subconscious subconscious mind needs to work through and continue that high quality, deep sleep. And you're going to get through the lump of nightmares. You're going to get through it. It's almost an initiation, just like sleep paralysis is an, is an, an initiation. Why can't I speak right now? It's so great when I have issues with my, with fumbling my words, when I'm literally recording a podcast, when words is everything. Jose asked, could you incorporate ideas from the movie Inception using a dream totem, dream within a dream, time in dream world, creating your own dream world, planting an idea in another person's mind? That is so interesting that you ask because I just rewatched Inception a few days ago and... It was my first time watching it since watching it in theaters and I just really kept up with it And it's such a beautiful mind-boggling movie with so much truth in reality okay, because It's kind of almost like disclosure. Like we are living in a dream right now. This is one aspect of dreaming, you know, and and it's almost like those deeper levels of dreaming were kind of like surfing the waves of consciousness and going to deeper levels of consciousness in which time exists differently. And that's exactly what I was saying. We're not really bound by the time space continuum in our dreams. And uh, there's a lot of disclosure in that movie for sure. As far as planting an idea in somebody's mind, I think that Kind of harkens back to the concept of trance states and hypnosis. And we are able to plant ideas in a person's mind through certain speech patterns and through hypnosis. And it's not something that you need to actually physically or, you know, with your dream astral body enter that person's mind, but it's more like just saying certain things. Of course, you don't want to use that to manipulate anybody. It's not. It's it's that has karmic repercussions. So I would really um, be careful with doing things like that unless you have super pure intentions and you're trying to help somebody and you know that it's something that they'd want for themselves. Now, creating a totem. And if you're not familiar with the movie Inception, um, in the movie Inception, they had certain totems like a spinning top or um, a dice, and they knew that when they had this totem, that they're in a dream because it became difficult to distinguish reality from the dream. And I think that's such a such a symbolic metaphor. It's a, a metaphor for our reality. Like what is real and what is not. We are living in a dream. You know, again, we have indigenous cultures and their wisdom, shamanic wisdom that all say this is a dream. We're living in a dream. Um, And when we go to sleep at night, we're visiting other parts of reality, other dreams, other dream states, possibly even alternate versions of ourselves. It's deep and it's esoteric and there's a lot to it. Dream world and, and sleeping is so rich and it just shows us that there's so much more to reality than just our physical waking, quote unquote, life. In the practice of astral projection, a lot of people create certain types of totems. Um, I don't personally work with them myself, but you would basically, you can use a totem. You can even create a, like, a, like an affirmation as a totem, like asking yourself throughout the day uh, while you're awake whether you're awake or whether you're sleeping, like am I awake can become a totem because then you can hear it in your dream and you can actually ask yourself, am I awake? And then in the dream, you realize, oh no, I'm actually sleeping and you become lucid and you can actually control your dream in that sense. So you can use totems in that way. I had so many good questions, but I'm going to just take one more because it's a really fun one. And then I'm going to wrap this up. So um, this question says, Curious of your beliefs if the dream world is a separate timeline that's real just in another dimension if it's a meeting place a place you can share with people etc so i think that there's definitely layers to this okay i do believe that the astral realm is um it's not necessarily physical in the sense that we f- perceive physical reality but it is a meeting place it is other places there are other places that we travel to in our sleep that might not necessarily be physical like here, but there's still places, they still exist. We just perceive them with different um, senses, if that makes sense. But I do think it's real. There's definitely places that are real. I don't believe that all of our dreams are necessarily real. I do think that sometimes we will have a dream in which we are accessing another timeline, another reality, another version of ourselves. And those dreams will feel different to us than the dreams where we're just processing. I think that the dreams in which we're, we're basically just processing are more um are less physical, less, less um tangible than those traveling dreams. All right, my loves, that is it for me on dreaming and sleep. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, tag me when you post it. Let me know on Twitter. Email me comment my youtube. I want to know that you guys are listening The thing about podcasts is there's no immediate feedback like I receive on other platforms So I don't really know if anybody's listening or not. I do see your reviews. Your reviews have been amazing I check them once in a while and i'm like, oh my god People are listening people are enjoying it and it's very encouraging because I don't get that immediate feedback, you know I do enjoy recording them. So i'll keep doing this um And I'd love to know if there's any topic that you'd love me to cover. Tweet me, comment on my Instagram, send me a message. I'll be... Or comment on YouTube. I check those more than anything really and Twitter. And I'll be on the lookout for those. Thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know if you start to do your own sleep routine and what your sleep routine is like. I'd love to know all about it. Um, I love you and... Keep your vibrations way up, of course. And remember to honor the universe inside of you. And remember to honor the universe inside of you. Honor the universe inside of you.